So you guys are in the uh, you guys are in the mines uh, of uh, Titus Bremark, uh, which you had been uh, trying to get to, and you arrived earlier than most of the band uh, that you came with, and found all those um, on your side that were killed by something mysterious. You found out it was a chimera, and so uh, the guy that led you. Uh, was also uh, killed by the creature. You're sh- pretty sure his body was uh, at least in its in its claws. Um, he was going to light the signal fire and uh, stop everybody. But you had the young boy who you guys were working with, and he stopped the uh, the uh, all all the people from showing up into the uh, the carnage that was happening with that with that chimera. And you guys amazingly defeated the chimera, which was really not what I was thinking was going to happen. <laughs> um, you guys did it, though. Yeah, and but you guys also tried to negotiate life. with him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, we we killed hey, him, then brought him back to life, know. then killed him again. Uh, yeah, you guys brought it back to life and then had to kill it again after it betrayed you uh, very quickly, which was kind of obvious. But then everybody yeah. showed up and started... Uh, making use of the cleared out areas of the mines. Uh, they did notice that that door was open that led to the lower mines and that really freaked them out. Uh, so they told you, you know, they made sure to close it and they told you that they had destroyed the mechanism on the other side that would allow the door to be opened from the other side. So that's where we left off as they're all hurriedly um, populating this gigantic, uh, section of, of the upper mines that looks like it was some sort of uh, beginning of some fortress for some old dwarven king. And uh, as you know, the uh, the name of the mines was the uh, the mines of Titus Bremark. So there was some kind of legacy there with the with the dwarven king that uh, that populated these mines many eons ago, and that they had been using these mines uh, and finding magical items within them. Uh, for quite a while. And so they had um, been bringing stuff back, and probably that's where your sword with the broken hilt came from. That's probably where that flame disc came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those things were uh, dug from, dug up from the mines and maybe some other things that they didn't tell you about. But probably uh, it seems like you, they're in a hurry to get everything together because of, of the threat from the city that... Uh, that is basically hell-bent on destroying magic. Speaking of that uh, sword, I was just curious. I remember at one point it like started to glow red or something. Like, Was there anything that I realized that triggered it, or was it just, did it happen randomly? I don't recall. Uh, there was not anything you could piece together about what triggered it. And again, it is slightly damaged. The hilt is kind of marred and melted a little bit. Yeah. So it's hard to tell exactly what it is that uh, that this sword is supposed to do. Yeah, I do remember holding it up to the Chimera, and he didn't seem too intimidated. So I'm like, what the hell does this mean? But I'll have to look into it. And you did kill him with that sword, too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You did obliterate him with that sword, but that was also because of some amazing rolls. It wasn't... Yeah, we, uh, we, we fucking yeah. rocked his body. Collectively, woo. Yeah. So now everybody's just kind of putting their supplies into different rooms. There's all those offshoot rooms and people are uh, people are rushing to kind of make sure everything's packed away and everybody's getting inside. There's people ushering all of the all of the travelers, all of the people like the families. And you see the kid that you saved from the waterfall. He's getting in there. 
the families and stuff are all kind of populating those side rooms. Some of them look like they're being set up for kind of, you know, meeting spaces for the more elite members of this group. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are just kind of these rejects from society that have some kind of magical ability that would be really, that would be killed by the, uh, the normal population of society nowadays because of their, uh, hatred for magic. And, um, the, uh, the leaders of the, uh, of this, this pro magic group, the silent hand that you guys are with are, uh, also, uh, inside kind of making sure that things are getting, uh, arranged in the proper way. Uh, if you'll remember, there is, uh, there's Clagan and then Samael and then Brank, um, the dwarf. So there's, there's one representative of each of the three races, an elf, human, and dwarf that are all, uh, kind of working together as the three leaders of the silent hand to make sure that, uh, everybody is taken care of. And they seem to be really concerned with making, you know, making sure everything's fair, making sure everything's really well organized. They are good, they're good folks. And like, they're really trying to make sure that, everybody's taken care of. Uh, and they're really hurried right now, just trying to make sure that everything is getting cleaned. Like they're, you know, there's people like carrying out the dead bodies to, uh, to bury the dead that were killed by the, uh, by the chimera. And, uh, there's people moving the chimera body out of there and cleaning the floor. There's buckets of water. Uh, like I said, there is water. There's actual, uh, wells within this space that you guys are in. So there's fresh water, um, that's piped up from somewhere inside of the mines, but uh, that's one thing you won't have to worry about. And the doors to the mine, the, the area that you're in right now, there's two gigantic stone doors that look like they've survived everything. And they said that they'll last for a thousand years and there's nothing that they could get magical or non-magical to blast through those doors. Uh, and then on the sides, there were some smaller metal doors uh, that were also on the outside of the mines, but you're not sure what those are for. So. Um, yeah, you guys are in the mines. There's a hub, a crazy network of activity and uh, people running around, moving things and bringing in supply carts. Uh, there's those two bridges that were repaired and a third one that was destroyed. Uh, and it looks like there's people out there repairing that third bridge now and getting that up to be used so that everybody can get in really efficiently. Um, yeah, so that's where you're at. Hmm. Uh, are there any, like, prominent healers around here like have they were they with the caravan or am i just gonna have to blow through my healing surges to not be on death's door uh there are some healers that are kind of incompetent though like not everybody uh not everybody is is you know a traditional magic user here because mm -hmm. of how you know magic and the traditions have been so screwed up by the society yeah. But there's a few people that do work for it, and they can help you out. Okay. I would like to be healed, because I only have 14 right now. Agreed. I'm pretty fucked up, too. What about uh, you, Donnie? Oh, wait. Yeah, he's, like, on death's door for sure. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, the fire breath. I got fucking rocked. Yeah, I forgot about the fire breath got us all. Yeah, no, we were we fucking all lined up in front of him and kind of just like, all right, hit us. <laughs> there is kind of like a hospital area that's being set up and they're bringing in the um like all the healers and all the wounded people from the previous place they're getting all of that stuff set up so it's like a combination of like traditional and non-traditional and magical healing and stuff and um some techniques that you guys are not familiar with that look like they're more prominent in this world and stuff like that so these guys can um can get you pretty 
quickly patched up over after a night's rest. God, that's my first priority. Yeah, I'm done. I'll, I'll talk that. to talk to everyone else after we're not bleeding out. All right. So you guys get into the hospital. They fix you up, and it's going to be uh, like you wait overnight if you want to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that like yeah. lets me uh lets me get all my powers back and shit. Yeah, we get our dailies back too. Yeah. Um, all right. So you guys, it's the next day. Uh, people are waking up. It looks like everybody's gotten stuff together. Everything is very, um, efficiently into different areas. There's still like some piles of supplies and things that look like they're still being organized. The main hall seems to be, have been turned into some kind of like, like big, um, you know, probably what it was used for originally, which was some kind of giant dining hall, like kind of celebration area. There's like, you know, people playing music a little bit and stuff in the morning and just kind of hanging out and talking and eating food. And there's a couple little fires going. And you notice the smoke goes all the way up into the um, cathedral type ceilings and then disappears through these pinholes that kind of are in the ceiling. So that the, the smoke from the fire gets sucked right up into the uh into the uh into the mountain like goes and goes somewhere and you're not sure exactly how it works but it's pretty amazing that you're in this gigantic indoor cavern and um the smoke and everything from all the fires and all the the breath from all the people it's like none of it is like feeling weird or like claustrophobic it's all being very expertly evacuated from your area hmm cool excellent all right i guess now we should find uh the leaders uh, Samuel Clegane and or Clegan and uh, yeah, we gotta we should yeah we should find out what our next what our next logical step is like where where we need to be where we're gonna be best utilized. Yeah, so you guys want to go visit the um the the three leaders. Mm. Yeah, so you guys head over to the uh, you get to the you get to the three leaders and they're sitting in um sitting together kind of huddled. And talking, and there's their kind of elite guard or kind of standing around as well. Uh, and everybody kind of looks pretty concerned. Um, nobody looks very happy. I come strutting in like RuPaul's Drag Race and just <laughs> flaunting my new backpack. <laughs> All right. People are kind of repelled by it, like, ah. Oh. I'm just like, kind of yeah, I'm just striking poses with it. Ha, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, the one of the uh, one of the guards is one of the elite guard is like uh, they're they're in the middle of trying to figure out some strategy right now. Um, I wouldn't recommend interrupting them. Hmm. We're part of the strategy. I also didn't recommend going into these mines, but clearly that worked out well. And I point to the backpack. Just ha ha. <laughs> All right. He's not impressed, but he's like what that motherfucker. <laughs> he's not impressed, but he's but he's also like. You can tell, I mean, the, the vibe you're getting from everybody is very friendly. Like, they're they're very happy that you guys are part of this uh, group nowadays. <laughs> we finally met a group of people not trying to murder us on site. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we're gaining reputation. We saved the kid from the waterfall. We did all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, in this world, after we literally just, like, <laughs> made the other one dis a fucking fear. <laughs> yeah. it, it only took eradicating another ga- a universe for us to be good. <laughs> we're balancing out. It's good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we're evening out. Yeah. Eventually the um, two worlds will align and our alignments will be neutral. 
Alright, I guess we wait. Like, I'm, I'm in no hurry, but... Yeah. So you guys have a seat, and they get you some food, and then um, there's some plates of food in front of you and stuff. It's, it looks decent. And um, they're just kind of mumbling over on the side. And then after a while, you guys eat and pack your food and stuff like that. And then after a while, they're like, uh, travelers, travelers, um, come on over. We're ready to discuss some uh, some ideas and some options with you. I walk up with the dragon head like in my hand. And I was like, thank God, because that meeting was really dragging on. And I'm moving the mouth with it. Oh, and the guys are like, oh, everybody's like, oh, God. He's like, please, if you would... If you if you would like to keep that skull, we can arrange one of the tanners to take care of it. They can remove the uh, ugh, the still uh, rotting elements from it and, and, and get you a, a very clean version of this uh, skull uh, so that you can carry it around without it uh, dripping gore. You know what? I'm going to take you up on that offer, but I'm going to wait three days because I got stuff to do still. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have specific dragon skull-based things that I need to accomplish over the next couple days. It needs the skin still for what I got planned. I hope your offer expires, because he's an idiot. (sighs) You ain't wrong. (laughs) All right. Have a seat, Travelers. Let's discuss some options. So, uh, uh, all right. So, yeah, Clagan is the human. Samael is the elf. And Brank is the dwarf. And so Clagan is the one that's kind of more magnanimous and welcoming, and then Semiel's a little bit more brooding, and then Brank is kind of more of a, uh, just kind of a, well, traditional kind of dwarf, where he's a little bit more party-loving and a little bit more distracted by stuff. Um, and not, and not as warlike as you would expect a dwarf to be as well. So, um, so they're, they sit you down. And Clagan says, well, travelers, here we are. And first of all, let me thank you for uh, saving the young boy from the, uh, the water at the, at, the, at the stop on the way here. That was incredibly nice of you, and we didn't expect you to be so helpful along the way, especially with things that don't necessarily tie into this mission. Now, secondly, um, also, very, very smart idea to send young Breon down to the road to warn us, since the uh, signal fire couldn't be lit. And it saved Breon's life, and it saved the lives of countless others. And thirdly, thank you uh, for that, for destroying that chimera. That was a, from the looks of it, a terrible battle, and that one that you all barely came out of. Uh, on your own. Yep. So, thank you, travelers. I don't know what we would have done if that chimera was still here. And we did lose more than a dozen warriors to this thing. It's it's a shame. Um, we're going to have to figure out something. We're short on we're short on protection at this point, but we're doing the best we can. Right. I don't know if you guys have, like, a book of, like, you know, writing down all the adventures or, like, tips, like, watch out for this plant or, like, don't go down this place. Uh, but if you do, I'd recommend putting in chimeras are assholes in there. Um, and even if they talk, don't listen to them. All right. General rule. Absolutely. Great, great note. 
Here's some advice for you guys. It seems like even your best, like, magical healers in this group aren't even that good at what they do. So what I gotta say is, you guys gotta train more people in the ways of magic, and the people that know what they're doing need to practice more and get better at it so we can all, like, work together, because it seems like we're outnumbered, and the enemy's gonna be knocking on our door, and we're kinda stuck here in a goddamn cave, and (laughs) we're gonna have to sit it out if they're just... If we just have to close these door to, doors to protect ourselves and hope they don't have something powerful enough to break through. Well, that's exactly where we are. Um, this morning, the bridges were cut. We are now uh, separated by a chasm between us and the rest of the world. Uh, those doors, and he points down the hall to the giant stone doors, those will be closed at the first sign of any type of intrusion from the outsiders. It's it's very, very likely that they will know exactly where we are and will be able to track us down and we will be under siege in less than 24 hours. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a pretty quick cool, turnaround. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. I, I kind of expected well, you may that with the that forest there was fire. A, there was a fire lit in the forest that alerted their presence to uh, directly to our home base. And oh, I recall. Fled, uh, you know, it's very difficult to move that many people without leaving from one a trace place to another without leaving a trace. Yeah. Man, I remember the right. sage wanted to kill himself. Yes, well, he was very torn up over it. <laughs> he was really burnt up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, here we're here where we are in the halls of Titus Braymark. Uh, Titus Braymark, we have learned more about through our exploration. And uh, there is something that gives us a little bit of hope. And he kind of points over to Brank and he says, Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the uh, the halls of Titus Braymark. Uh, welcome to my family's lineage. My family has lived here for generations and generations. So we have had um, uh, lovely, lovely times here in these very halls, uh, but only as a small contingent of my family because of uh, the, well, the kidnappings that occurred uh, and took all of the dwarves um, and made them servants of the um, of the conglomerate nowadays, uh, where they are forced to build machines and all sorts of inventions. Uh, however, uh, these uh, these halls uh, have not really been populated by any significant number of dwarves since, um, I would say, uh, maybe 2,000 years ago. So it's been quite a while since there have been dwarves living uh, exclusively within these halls. And uh, underneath these halls is a series of mines. And uh, the population of the dwarves uh, used to be uh, somewhere in the realm of forty to 50,000. Uh, underneath us, you could say, there is uh, a city uh, or maybe two cities worth of tunnels that lead further and further into the, into the black. And then Samael pipes in. Yes, and that is where we have discovered countless precious magical items which we still do not understand the use of and so 
travelers, let me cut to the chase. There exists, down deep inside of these tombs, some very powerful magic. It could be magic powerful enough to turn the entire tide of this war. In just 24 hours or less, who knows, there will be pounding on those doors. They will be trying every device that they have come up with to tear or scrape or blast or shatter those gigantic stone doors. Yes, but the doors of my ancestors will never come down. It smells we've tried every single conceivable uh, type of explosive or, or battering ram or even any of the magic that we have access to and nothing, not even a scratch, has, has penetrated those doors. Yes, that may be true, but there still may be something that they have, that they have devised, that will take down our safety. There is still that possibility. So, travelers. I we, just raise my hand, like, slowly, just like, boop. Uh, yes. All right, so theoretically, let's say, uh, short stack over there is right, and they don't have anything that can break through. Then they just wait till we starve to death. And that, so. my friends, will take at least three years. We have supplies and some magically preserved meats that will last for quite a while. <laughs> And yes, and also, don't forget about the growing operation. There is there are crops that we can grow deeper within this hall. Uh, it seems that they've devised, uh, my ancestors, being as smart as they were, devised a method of growing a large amount of crops inside in case an event like this happened. And as you know, there's water here as well, fresh-flowing water. Unless they figure out a way to stop that, which I doubt. <laughs> I'm going to go and just err on the side of caution. Maybe they do find out. Like, Dwarfcraft and all is great, but, uh, you know, my people are dead, so. Here's a question. Can we get the eagles to come fly us out anywhere, just in case? Well, there are no, there's no access to uh, a way for you to uh, have an eagle take you out of these caverns unless we open those gigantic stone doors or unless there's an exit somewhere else that uh, goes into a deeper portion of the mines. But we have yet to discover such a passage. We do have these maps. And he lays out these maps on the table. And these maps are partially from my ancestors and partially from our scouts who have discovered Areas within the mines of interest. Uh, yes, but back to the magic. The magical item that we seek. It is a map. It is a map of it. It's a map of itself. And this map reportedly has the power to change the landscape of this land. Entire oh. cities could be raised. The map and the pen must be secured. If you can find these two items together, we can bring magic back to these lands as it was intended. Yes. So that's why we need you, travelers. Most of our men have been killed. We have but few scouts left. We don't have very many, and we'll need them 
to help protect us and help just keep order within our own realm up here. Uh, there are fights that start, and unfortunately, arguments escalate, and we have to keep order. We have to keep a semblance of order. And people within these walls tend to get a bit crazy if they're all locked up and cooped in, in here all by themselves. That's what I'm getting at. You should make, like, some sort of daily classes for everyone to learn magic and work together and start, like, studying this shit so everyone's I on the same page. I appreciate your suggestion. Uh, we have, however, already started such classes many, many, many years ago. We have people training and, and trying to learn, and that is the entire purpose of our society. The Silent Hand thrives on trying to teach and preserve magic within itself. There are other groups of Silent Hand across this land, and smaller ones. We are the main amount of people that are together here that are working to preserve magic. And we have made quite a bit of progress. We have tomes upon tomes of magical instruction. We have a tradition that we are beginning to unearth. But it appears that in these mines, yes, in these mines, there is uh, some sort of... Um, well, it appears that the dwarves of my ancestors had some kind of, I don't know, some kind of sanctuary where when they sensed that the tide was turning against the magical realm, they thought to preserve it. And so they took all of the information they could find and they preserved it within the walls of their city deep, 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 deep down within these caverns. And if this magical information is uncovered, it could lead to a complete revolution. Yes, but also get the map and the pen. Without those, the tide will never turn. They have too much power. There is nothing we can do to stop them. Yes, but just get... Get down deep within and find the sanctuary. It's, you know, as Titus Bremark himself, I'm sure, would have wanted, bring magic back to our land. Help us all make this land better and as it should be, magical. And everyone should be able to learn magic, even though, you know, as a dwarf. Mm. I, it's not my thing, but I understand. We need it. I, I don't know if everyone... Deserves to learn magic or has the right to. There's definitely a lot, but there's also guys like this chuckle fuck. And I point the lair and I was like, maybe, you know, fireball shouldn't be shooting out of his fingers. No, but listen, we come from a world where they use magic as we weapons and war against each other. So, I mean, I still think that people should have magic, but it can be used in, in bad ways. Just letting you know. Yes, we understand. But it can also be used in good ways. And there is one more thing, the elf says. Please, look at this. He opens a book, and on the book, there is a drawing, pretty very clearly, illustrating you three. <laughs> what oh. the Donnie just starts laughing, like, oh, yes, I knew fun. Is, uh, let me Laren guess. Laren looks shocked. This, this is about book that is city. Super, this book is super old. And it is something to do with the city. The, uh, the language is not anything that any of you can read in the book. But there are pictures of you. Uh, there's pictures of, uh, of some type of, like, explosion. And then <laughs> a series of, like, different things illustrating 
things that happened. And then uh, there is, at the end of this series of pictures and, and words, there is another illustration of you three. And it's an illustration of you three uh, standing in the halls of Titus Braymark. And there's kind of like this sun thing around you guys. Like these sun rays are shooting out of it. There's like this whole kind of like like a new dawn or something. And like how somehow in Titus Braymark's minds, you guys are pictured. And it's like you have been predicted to come. Looks like we're the chosen one, I like, guys. I, I pointed the top picture like, well, that that was the past. That already happened, that top image. Yes, we uh, feel through our translations of this dead language that this is some sort of prophecy and some sort of historical uh, representation of something that happened a long time ago. Apparently, you were saviors of some long-ago civilization. I don't know how that's possible. But you saying that you came from another world, and you, being dragonborn, it all seems impossible to me as it is. Oh, you might want to know. We also came with a buddy of ours. He's like this kind of really ridiculously handsome elf, and he's invincible. (laughs) Uh, He's Roman. naked, just constantly naked. (laughs) Shut up, it's funnier. Okay. <laughs> he was the lord of that city. He's walking your streets somewhere. So he flips back a few pages and he's like, did he look like this? And he points <laughs> to a picture of him. And, and the, the whole upper half of his body is like obscured and it's just his dong, like hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that dick somewhere before. That's gotta be it. Yeah, that's him. Our friend Aniston. Uh, he, Aniston has a very stupid look on his face. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> That's him, all right. Oh, I miss that guy. Uh, yeah, so if you guys see anyone like that, uh, watch out, because he's, for as far as we know, immortal, like, in every sense. So uh, don't piss him off. He's a good dude, though. Yeah, he's yeah, actually he's really cool. nice. Uh, well, does it say any more, like, what's gonna happen? Or yeah, is the prophecy end right there? surrounded in sunshine, and we're gonna start the party. Let's go. Three years, I will wait it out. What? But like, is sunshine like the like Empire of the Sun, and that's the name of the guys chasing us? Like, what? You know, what's the context? We don't know. No, we don't know. We just don't know. There's this language died many millennia ago, and there's no telling how uh, indecipherable and how old this is. There's not really any way to figure out exactly what it's saying. But if you look at these pictures, look. It clearly shows that you will save this land. We need to get out there. You're going to bring magic back to these lands. Hmm. Sun isn't just light; it's also enlightenment or fire. Yeah, we've had we've had a good. No, there are more. There are more accurate representations of fire. This is definitely not. This doesn't seem like destruction. Just saying. Um, This seems like a herald sort of thing. Precisely. We're either stuck here forever mm-hmm. and die and go nuts, or we go down there, get that magic shit, and we go and we win. Save this world. Yeah. I think well, we look, have two choices here. There is yeah. there are two choices. And if you were to delve deep into these minds, I 
of course, cannot guarantee your safety. There are horrors lurking beneath these beneath these halls that have driven some of our men mad, have destroyed or obliterated others, and have acted as a disease to others that have transferred themselves from one to one until we stamped out and killed those infected, some just young boys and girls. It was a horrible tragedy. Can't be but as bad as a chimera, eh, guys? Just kidding. Much, much worse. <laughs> oh, no. But cool. gentlemen, gentlemen, you can go down into these mines. We will not force you. Or we could just wait. Now, we're not waiting. There's no way we're waiting. I'll go down into the mines myself, if that's what it takes. We need to get the power back to the people. Everyone needs to be able to have access to this this power that, that somehow it's coursing through. Some of these people here, some of these people, gentlemen, don't understand their own powers. They awaken to their magic abilities, and sometimes at the cost of killing their own loved ones. Well, we need to understand how to control, and we need to build a school of magic, a righteous and proper school of magic. That's what I was getting at. I'm, I'm with you. That makes sense. I have one concern about this terraforming map that you talk about. Not everyone from this kingdom is bad. You understand that, right? Like, the the people in charge are bad, and the people making the decisions are bad, but not everyone in these kingdoms is bad. The price of war, gentlemen. Sometimes the price of war dictates a loss to people that should not die. But when the good outweighs the bad, the will must be done. It is not make me smile the power that that map wields. And believe me, it gives me a heavy heart to think that we would have to hurt any others in pursuit of our own ends. I think I'll go look for this thing. I think Brank should come with us. You want me to come with you? I was hoping you'd ask. (laughs) <laughs> I I do have some knowledge of the mines. You yeah. do not have much knowledge of the mines. You've studied the maps as we all have. You don't know them better than we do. It'd be uh, good to have a dwarf on our side. That is correct. I would be able to access certain things or possibly notice some elements inside the uh, walls of our ancient ancestors' tunnels. That could help. We could always use a scapegoat, too. Stop. I'm sorry, Just what? Saying. What did you say? Huh? What? No, I mean... What do you think, Donnie? The, the, uh, the dragon said it, right? Keep it down back there. I hit the backpack. Hey, obviously, you you clearly want to come down, but yes. I would never ask anyone... This is your decision. I'm not going to force you into anything, so... No, I'd be happy to join you, travelers. Ah, to see the old halls again. To be able to go down into those halls and revisit my ancestors? Well, that would be delightful. <laughs> ah, the fun we'll have, boys. I'm all for it. Well, if he wants to go, I guess there is 
unless we vote against him. I will not vote against him. He seems to be of his own mind and sound, and he may be able to help these travelers. I wish we could... I just wish we had more hands. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll take care of it. All right. Well, travelers, I would recommend first visiting the uh, tailor, especially if you need uh, clothing crafted or your armor repaired, as some of you look pretty damaged from your last conflict. Uh, make sure you are able to stock up on anything within our collection of magical items and artifacts that we have found. In the depths, many of them beware we do not know what they do. Sages will help you decide. And thirdly, visit the scribes. And the scribes will help you uh, decide what path to take and how to get to the aforementioned magical center in the depths of these mines. Suddenly somebody comes running in and he's like, they're here. They're here. They're, they're, I can't. They're here way earlier. And uh, outside the door, there's kind of a like some kind of crazy commotion happening. Uh, and uh, Clagan, Samuel, and Brank all get up and run towards the door, uh, as does all of the armored people that are all around and guards and everybody from everywhere. And people are pouring in the door uh, from the outside, carrying the last scraps of things that were still outside. And uh, the doors are very slowly closing. But it looks like there are a bunch of people on the other side of the the fissure that separates the natural kind of moat that separates uh, the mines from the other side there, which is, like I said, like some like about a 60 foot bridge. Um, and as the doors are slowly closing, uh, everybody's running towards it. It's just like huh. uh, the, like. We can't see the soldiers from here, but we can see, like, people that are going to get trapped outside. Well, you're seeing just a bunch of people still rushing in with, like, scraps and things and boxes and crates. and But you're also seeing, like, there's something going on across the crag out there, but it's really hard to see from where you are. Because you're, like, 300 feet away from that thing. Shit. So if you want to check it out, you'd have to run up there. Yeah, uh, Donnie runs up there. All right. You guys all run up there? Yeah, Laren follows. Nope. <laughs> All right. So everybody but uh, everybody but you uh, runs all the way up to the doors. As the doors, uh, there's a mechanism on either side. There's like a hand crank type thing that you saw from the other side. And it's two people that are working on each crank, trying to close them as quickly as possible. But the doors are moving very slowly. There are, on the other side of the fissure, there is basically an army uh there is big siege machines there are all kinds of weird um looking devices uh that you have never seen and there are uh there are like a heavily armored contingent of folks on war horses that are kind of just sitting on the other side just checking it out and as you are looking uh, you see all of a sudden a flurry of arrows comes flying right into the door and kills several of the people that were trying to get things inside. Oh, God. <laughs> and the doors are slowly closing, but there's still about like a five-foot gap right now, and it's still slowly closing. 
another flurry of arrows comes and takes out some of the people that were that were trying to get in. There's a kid just crying next to his dead mom that is like right in the path of the door uh, as the doors are still slowly. Donnie runs and grabs him. Three Wait. feet. Uh, make a roll for. Uh, is that athletics for, or what? Well, athletics is more like sustained. Yeah, I guess this that's more true. like uh, a dexterity type of thing. Yeah, just like a major skill. Yeah. 19. Nice. Good. Ooh. Uh, all right. So you rush out there, you grab the kid and kind of do a roll, and a bunch more arrows come flying in right after you did that. It would have killed that kid. Uh, the door is about, has like a two foot crack now. After you grab the kid and take him to the side, the kid is like screaming, trying to get towards his mom. He's like reaching his arms out and kicking and, and hitting you as hard as he can to try to get back towards his mom's body, which is clearly dead, laying no. on the ground, but will also looks like it's about to be crushed by the closing door. I, uh, I, I take him away from the door, like where he can't see like good. Okay. And then you see uh, there are pots that come flying through the air, uh, trailing smoke behind them, and land within the uh, inside of the door and start immediately start burning all of the dead bodies laying in the in the <laughs> antechamber. There. Uh, there's liquid fire just pours across the floor, like probably about 12 pots land right inside. You can tell that other bunch of others have landed outside of the doors as well. Uh, and the doors are about just a foot. There's just about a narrow, narrow gap now. And through the flames, you see one guy kind of through the flames, and you notice that that is the same king that was from the city when you guys were captured there. And he's looking through the, through the crack kind of quizzically inside and looks very detached. Like, he doesn't care about all those people he just slaughtered. Oh, my God. And um, so, yeah, the door is still closing. And as it is closing, you're seeing some sort of siege machine. It throws some kind of gigantic walkway into the air, and it slams down on the other side. So that's like some kind of instant bridge or something. It, like, finally, like became uh, activated and created a bridge across there. And as soon as it does, a bunch of people come rushing across. But the doors now are just like inches until they're completely closed. There's human bodies in the way, elf bodies, dwarf bodies laying there dead, probably about 15 dead people that are dead and on fire in the middle of the doors. And the doors, just as the people get across the bridge, close and squish several of the bodies into them as they slam shut and make a gigantic noise that echoes throughout the entire hall that you guys are standing in. Uh, the fire is quickly subdued. There's sand thrown over it on all of the bodies. Buckets of sand are now raining down from every direction. Um, smoldering bodies are laying there. The smoke is not filling uh, the inside of the hall, like I said, because of all that, the air just getting cleared out very efficiently. Uh, and you hear super muffled on the other side some noises. But these doors, they are like three feet thick. They're super they thick. They're made of some type of stone. You're not even sure. Uh, it is something that you've never seen 
and nothing that had been done to that by the arrows, by the fire, nothing marred it, even a tiny bit. There was not anything that was damaged. I come walking up next to Laren and Donnie to be like, hey, what'd I miss? I heard uh, something going on over here. <laughs> I don't know, but we better get that dwarf and get headed down to get that map, because I don't think we're going to be able to take on this army. Uh, I'm, like, I turn, and I, I, like, bring that boy to, like, the medical area. All right, and you drop him off there, and they have people that are damaged from there that are being brought in and stuff, too, people with arrows in them and, and things like that, and some people that are just, you know, with their loved ones that have died and things like that. There's all kinds of, like, crying and all sorts of stuff, but somebody grabs him, and they seem to know the kid, too, so the kid kind of jumps into her, her arms, and she takes him uh, back into, the, into another room where uh, she's taking care of him. Let's go find this shit. I, I, like, walk walk over to them, like, let's go fucking do this. Yes, let's go fucking do this. You're right. Those fucking yeah. bastards need to pay. T- I hate that blasted king. Thinks he's kind so of a dick, cool. yeah. Such a <laughs> dick. I hate <laughs> dick. I love this prank guy. Um, Let's get stocked up on items and, like, food yeah. and stuff, and then we'll hit the road. All right, so you guys want to visit uh, a couple different places and uh, stock up? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So you guys are you guys are all uh, free to do whatever you want now. Brank is like, I'm going to just uh, get some stuff together, and I'll meet you at the doors. Whenever you're ready, just let me know. Uh, you can send out a message from any of the messengers. And he points into the, uh, points into the hall, and there are... Um, there's about like five guys in like light blue clothing, and those guys will deliver messages to whoever you want within the um, compound. Okay. Qu- quick question, Brank. Uh, does this cost money, or is this going to be like a tab for the adventurers that saved the Silent Hand? A tab? There's no tab. This is all part of a. You get whatever you want. This, this is survival, my guy. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. This is to make sure that they live. Uh, some of us here still have coins. Uh, up if you fail, there will be no money or anything. We'll all be dead. He's got a uh, point. I mean, that's fair. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, we're taking the best of the best, just so you know. All right. <laughs> all right. Good shit. Oh, I just know that the chainmail I have was like kind of beat up in a minus one, so I'm looking to like upgrade that to just a normal ass chainmail because <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys head first to the, um, you guys head first for the uh, um, the uh, magic items area. Then I take it right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Do they have any identified items already? Like items that they've already identified? There are, um, there are some things, but mostly there's a lot of like, there's some stuff that has like descriptions that are written on like a little placard that are like or tags that are hanging on different items and things. But most of them have like you know effect question mark uh, downside. Question mark. There's like a bunch of. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like, probably something good to know. I, I was know. just like looking to see if they had anything completely identified, so that like I could like so I didn't waste my time like looking at things they had already figured out, like what they did. Yeah, there's not really any um, 
there's not really any uh, stuff that's completely identified. Okay. It's a gambling time, guys. Yeah, time to just like start looking at stuff and then seeing what it does. Yeah, I guess can I roll for magical like defensive stuff? Like what if there's like a magic like chainmail set or armor set? It doesn't have to be chainmail, I guess. There is a it looks like there is a there's some armor. Uh some of it is incomplete, some of it's damaged, some of it has like a skull on it, like like on their tag that's like do not use. <laughs> some things ah. are like, oh shit, like somebody died trying to use this thing. But you do find um, human-sized armor in the human-sized armor. You're wait, who's yeah? You're you wanted the armor, so you're human-sized, right? Yeah, he's well, not I'm big. Yeah. But yeah, I am. The size of me is about as human. You're humanoid, so. so yeah, yeah. Um, so there is an armor um, that's there that says ghost armor, <laughs> hmm. and it's invisible, and you don't feel a thing, <laughs> and it totally protects you. It's scale mail. Wink. And it says on the tag, it says, um, when hit, appears to generate some type of ghost property, allowing uh, long-distance grab. I look at the other guys and say, mind if I grab this? Like, out of character, I gotta go with Donnie getting this. Okay. Because his name's Donnie Fonten. Donnie, it's oh, Don, Donnie Fenton. Yeah, it's uh, based off of Don, Danny Phantom. Oh, I didn't even realize. But that. all right, here's yeah, the thing, no, though: scale means. mail, not not in Donnie's wheelhouse. Good for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Donnie's a sorcerer. He uses like cloth, and I think the max armor I can use is leather, maybe. Okay. Oh, really? I was gonna say, by all means, you can have it if you do want it. But if you don't, I'll totally snag it. And I want to know what this whole long distance grab is all about. Yeah, it'd be more penalties for Donnie then than it's worth. So, go for it. So there is, um, there is hanging from another hook, and it's all by itself. It's kind of strange that it's hanging by itself, but this thing is real weird. It's just a, it's it's like a square of cloth with some sort of descript, like a tiny, like freight, like a. I don't know, like a poem almost written on it. And on hmm. the poem, uh, there's it's words you can read. It's in, It looks like it's in common, common to you. Um, however, for a second, it looks like uh, whatever other language you can read. So it kind of has this weird thing where you can read it in any language. Oh, boy. Now, on there, there's a tag. And it says that this armor is... It's it's something that can be activated, and it lasts for a seemingly random amount of time. There's no way they know how long it lasts. I'm going to do... Can I do an Arcana check on it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a 23. Cool. There you go. So you get the idea, basically, that you read the, you read the poem on the front. It immediately... Uh, if you're wearing it, will immediately encase you in some sort of spiritual armor. And also, in addition to that, it somehow uh, gives you access to some sort of medical, um, like medical supplies and things that are tucked within the armor that you can utilize. Whoa. 
So the med- the medical supplies are not magical in any way, but they're there. It's every like time armor appears. A walking med it's like a walking like med bay, basically. Like it turns <laughs> you into a healer. Yep, basically. It's, All right. Oh, thank Christ. We need that. It's not like it's not magical, like I said. So it's just bandages and like, yeah. tinctures and anti poisons and things like that. You know, it's more than we got. <laughs> I like. I look like it's just a square. Like so, like how do I wear it? It's a square of cloth, and there are str- like strings. Uh, I I don't want to say strings because they look better than that. It's like. I do I know. wear it on my side, like uh, like tied around my waist, hanging um, at my side? Then it looks like you wear it as uh, it, the cloth is supposed to hang on your chest, like a like a breastplate, and the words are something you lift it up because it'll hang upside down. So you, if you forget the words to the poem, you can pull it up and read it to yourself. Okay, cool. I like take it and sort of just like. Sling it around me. Yeah, I try on the ghost tie armor. It together. So you got the ghost armor on? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, what kind of stats are that again, as far as like anything to AC or I forget? So it's normal scale mail, but it is plus two. Awesome. What's mine called? The Scroll of the Healer. That's just the name they made up for it. Which means you can make up your own. Scroll armor of the healer or something like that. Okay, uh, so I take it this doesn't give me anything, because cloth usually doesn't give me any sort of, like, defenses. Unless it's activated, I'm assuming. Exactly. And you don't know what the activation thing is or how long it activates. Okay. Boo-boo's be gone. Alright. (laughs) I like scroll armor of the healer. That's a pretty solid name. Uh, Yeah, do you guys want to get stuff and I can, like, peek at it, like, so you guys can get a idea what it's doing uh, i'm i'm gonna have if i get anything i'm gonna have one of these guys check it out all your arcana checks are just like yeah it's magic it's like thanks Tommy. <laughs> well <laughs> also my melted sword i just want to see if there's another sword that looks just like it and see if it's not a damaged one although i might still want to hold on to it because i i did kill the the chimera with it so it's like at sentimental value <laughs> It's also damaged like you are. So. Yeah, baby's sell, first kill. Sell the autographed one You're because still in the armor one. section. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, so that no, yeah, okay, I got But good. did anyone else need armor? Yeah, I got nothing right now. Yeah, but who's naked? You need a giant size armor, right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Is anything? Uh, let me see. I'm like seven feet, like three hundred plus pounds. Well, it looks like there's one thing there that might work for you. It's a barrel. <laughs> It's ringmail, and there's some sort of weird depiction on the front of the ringmail uh, that has the head of a fox, and the fox has, for its eyes, it has some weird, it's like very obviously magical because the eyes of the fox have some sort of weird flickering thing where you can, you can see different visions like for a second it looks like a forest for a second it looks like a like a like a stone wall for another second it looks like fire and it just keeps changing and it's really weird and interesting to look at the eyes of the fox and it seems like it uh it seems like every time you look at it you get a little bit like drawn into it so it kind of like weirds you out a little bit when you look at it huh what let me see 
Um, Alright, I'll be at disadvantage with that, but or, like, I'm not proficient in it. But, I'll take it. I'm not the speedy guy anyway. So, yeah, I'll take and that. And so, uh, yeah, you get that. And that has a bunch of question marks on it. There's, like, uh, effect when being hit, question mark. Effect uh, on hitting another uh, another being, question mark. Um, bonus uh, to armor. Uh, says it seems to have some sort of um, ability to hide you and some ability to distract the enemy. Alright. Um, and I, I guess we're just going to find out what those question marks are together. <laughs> Alright, you guys ready to look at the, uh, the weapons now? Yeah. Yeah, is that just like just a chest piece or is it kind of like covering my whole body? Like That's a full suit. The re- full suit? Okay. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good All too. Right. Oh, God, I just remembered that metal chest piece that we found it down in, like, the pit when Parnas threw us down there. I was like, oh, it's just, like, one chest piece that fits you, but it's magical. It's like, oh, we never found out what that was. Yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> had a bunch of things taken from you at that point. God, so much. Like, twice we lost all of our gear. We're idiots. Yeah, we're bad. We're bad at games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're bad at role-playing games. So now there are a bunch of items that are weapons down here. However, a lot of them look like there's like a pile, like I said kind of earlier, there's like a pile of like broken stuff. And then there's like a whole section that's like, like do not touch, <laughs> like danger, bad stuff, like skull and crossbones. Don't even get anywhere near it. Uh, that kind of thing. And then it looks like there are probably about, uh, 13 different items that are hanging up that look like they have tags on them with descriptions. So I'll read you off uh, what you got to choose from. And uh, then if you want to take a closer look, just let me know and I'll read what's on there and tell you what, what it says. Okay. So first of all, there is a curved sword, slightly curved sword. Uh, there's then a trident. And the trident has some sort of like, like dark moon on it. The uh, there's a pole axe, and it has some sort of like, uh, it looks like it's like made of a brick wall kind of thing, like it's mini brick, like it's composed of brick or something. It's very interesting. Uh, then there's a a war pick, uh, and that has some sort of like, it has some sort of thing that's like a shifting a shifting picture on it. Something that has some sort of like, I don't know, you can't tell, but it's like a shifting picture on it. Uh, there's a whip, um, and the whip has kind of a weird blurry effect to the uh, to it. It looks like it's like a little bit blurry. Um, then there's a glaive, uh, and it has some sort of like, it looks kind of dull, but it has like this, I don't know, it almost looks like like it could fill up with something, but it, it's weird. Like you can't tell exactly how it how it looks. Uh, but it looks like it's empty at the moment. There's a flail, and uh, the flail is pure white, which is kind of unusual. You can't tell what it's made out of. Uh, and then there's a cudgel, just a regular old cudgel with like barbs coming off. It's like a giant club. It's something that only a larger creature could wield. And um, it just looks nasty. It just looks kind of like 
like there's if you look close it almost looks like there's flies kind of like looming around it yeah there is a great axe and this thing um looks interesting but it has like this tiny flag at the like near the top of it um then there's a sickle and the sickle uh the sickle has kind of this very weird uh, thing where it looks like it's almost made of flesh. Then there's a spade, uh, which is kind of, a, you know, a halberd, though. So it's a very long uh, spade on a, on a giant, uh, a giant, like, wooden uh, pole. And um, that one uh, looks kind of strange. It looks, it's, it's almost like a, like, shifting... Um, chameleon type of effect whenever it's in front of something it changes the way that it looks when you view it from different angles uh and then there is one that uh when you look at it it looks like there's a face in it it's just a regular old short sword but it looks like there's a face inside of it and then there's another uh another cudgel and this thing uh looks like it is also kind of uh, it's like kind of a crude club, but there's something about it that looks like kind of pure and white and angelic. Hmm. So those are all of the different things available. Quite a variety. Um, did anything stand out to anyone in particular? The uh, great axe, because I'm proficient with axes. I kind of was interested in that trident. Maybe I'll keep my short or my long sword as like sheathed as like a secondary weapon. Okay. And then we're, we're going to get into a critical moment. You're going to pull it out for, like, the Hail Mary play, and then we're going to find out there's a demon in it, and you summon him somehow. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I tried it. He won't be on our side. I just, He's guaranteed will not be on our side. I don't know. We're going to try and talk to him, like, diplomacy check, and he's going to just eat us. What does the what does a whip classify as? Uh, a whip classifies... Is that simple ranged? I don't know. It's not ranged. I mean, it, it has a long reach, but it's not ranged. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it classifies as whip, doesn't it? Isn't there just a whip classification? Yeah, there is definitely a whip. Let me. It's a melee type, one-handed, weapon group flail. That's what I was wondering. I was about to ask. Okay. So, one-handed, military weapon. Uh, I can't. I don't think I can use those unless military ones classify as simple weapons as well. No, they're simple and they're military. So then they're superior. So yeah, it's a superior one-handed melee weapon in the flail weapon group. Okay, Uh, so you can't use it. You said. Yeah, I can't. Gotcha. Unless we get a, do we get a feat at sixth level? Because I can always just take a proficiency feat, but it's kind of like uh, pointless to just bring it along with me. If I can't use, I don't know if I would waste a feat for one weapon that will honestly likely lose. Yeah, I mean that's that's also true. Yeah. All right. Let me see. What's the the great axe about? Like, do they know? Uh, they don't seem to know anything more than what is written on the cards. Like that is as good as they've gotten with it. But the okay. great axe. Let me see here. Had like the little flag on it. Yep. Um. So there's like uh, you know, attack effect question mark uh. Then there's a note that says, seems to amplify voice. Uh, and the, 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 the person that's there to help is like, 
Uh, you can pick it up if you want to. Uh, this one won't hurt you. We've tested out a lot of them. And he shows you his hands. There's like this black scars across both of his hands. Some of them pretty, uh, pretty mean. But uh, this one's all right. I mean, oh, I, I'm aware, and I hold up my hand with the shortened middle finger and the baby pinky. Well, there you go. Really? Oh, yeah, you know. I got you. Yeah, that baby pinky's pretty weird. What happened there? You know what? I, Time stuff. I picked up, yeah, I picked up this weird glowing thing, and next thing I know, I had a baby pinky. Like, just, I don't even know, man. Damn. Yep. I know. The ladies love it, though. <laughs> and I, like, wiggle it out. He just looks at you kind of weird, and he walks away. <laughs> it's like, guy give me that weird look for. Isn't that right, Tonto? And I start petting my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking losing my mind each episode. Um, Alright, yeah, I pick up the great axe, like, see if it, you know, fucking crucifies me on the spot or something. Alright, you pick it up. Uh, there's not any problem. It feels, feels nice and weighty in your hands. It's not, um, not bad in any way. I take it we were just looking at the ones with the tags on them. That had descriptions. Right. Okay. Uh, what about the ones with the skulls on them? Uh, you can look at those if you want to, but, uh, you know, like, he that's the ones he was warning you against touching, so. Yeah. So the great axe. So you have it in your hands, and are you doing anything with it? Uh, he said, like, it seems to amplify voice, yeah. so I guess I just... Look over at Donnie and scream as loud as I can. Uh, so Donnie, uh, ah! you are blasted with the loudest noise you have heard in a very long time. Uh, it <laughs> blows you back how loud it is. Uh, your and I fall into the so table with the skull items on it. So loud. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not a table. Those are safely, uh, safely. They're like locked way. away in glass uh, boxes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but the, uh, the uh the thing is so loud that it just it just everyone in the room just stops and put their hands over their ears like they nobody can fucking handle how loud that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this. Oh yeah. This, yeah. Even as you're saying go great that, with my st- uh, that st- is super loud too. Put your weapon away, god damn it. Oops, sorry. And I like sheath it, like put it on my back. I'm like, is there a way I can like turn that on and off like do i choose when to do it or is it literally anytime i'm touching anytime it? you are holding it in your hands it seems to be on gotcha okay and then you said mystery attack bonus so we'll find that yep. out it sounds like it would help with uh like uh intimidation check intimidating yeah i was gonna say this is gonna go great with my magical stealth fox armor i just got <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i really like uh the booming great axe who right, doesn't? It's a, it's a classic. Check out the trident. Yeah. What was that all about? I remember there. you said it had a moon on it. Yes, there is a darkened kind of black moon on the trident. Uh, and uh, you want to pick it up? Yeah. So when you pick it up, you get the feeling of some sort of dark magic that will, I don't know, it, it will, it'll malign someone. It'll like wither someone in some way you feel that power kind of coursing through you meaning if i use this for a long amount of or an extended amount of time it's gonna affect me in a bad way nope you do not feel any sort of bad energy coming from it uh it doesn't seem to want to hurt you in any way it's just something that is is a like going to take care of your enemies it will 
hurt your enemies. It will malign them. It will weaken them in some way. I'm good with that. I, I kind of like that <laughs> feeling, so I'm like, if I don't... Oh, that evil, dark magic that, feeling? Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, I'm thinking to myself, if it, if I don't like what I see with it later, I'll just ditch it. But for now, I, it sounds like a good... It's not necessarily evil. I don't think you're getting that it's evil. Okay. It, uh, just the power feels like like withering like like the sun in the desert, or withering like, uh, like the muck of a swamp. Or withering, or like, like uh, being underwater for too long, or something like that. Hmm. Like the dry wit of Stephen Wright. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I'm still gonna just grab it and try it out as my primary for a little. Alright. And it is classified as a ranged throwing one, so if you're if you don't want to use it as, like, melee, you can't just huck yeah, that bad boy. Yeah, you can throw it, that's right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so there's still a bunch of stuff left. Donnie? And um, then there's also some items as well, which they'll show you. But There's question. There, there are questionable ones, right? The, it's like the in-between between the ones they know and the deadly ones? That's these. There's some that are... Some of these are questionable. Okay. Real quick, I want to just grab, um, on the table, or wherever the, like, super deadly skull, like, beyond words deadly ones are. Um, is there, like, a small dagger or something, like, tiny and stealthy weapon? Uh, so all of the super deadly ones, it looks like there's a rack, and that the rack mm-hmm. was transported separately so that nobody had to touch any of these items. All of the items are strapped down with some sort of twine or, like, string inside of these very narrow wooden um sleeves kind of that are all holding all of these items uh very securely against their um container. So they're all like they're all packaged in such a way that it takes a bit to get the thing out of it because they're very dangerous items. And there are tags okay. for these things and you can take a look and see what each of these things are. It does look like there's a small dagger. I want it. Okay. You walk up to it, there is a tag right there, and uh, on the tag, uh, it says, um, warning, do not touch. Item has unpredictable results when touched and may leave the person critically and permanently injured. I go over and I I look at it, like I'm going to try to, like, identify it. As you're looking at it, um, there is now a song that is co- going into your head. Oh. And you're hearing a very calming, soothing song sung by a woman. And the dagger itself seems to be a window into some sort of, like, rainy afternoon in the forest. And you start to forget where you are. And you need to roll now uh, saving uh. for wisdom. Oh boy, nosy little bastard, aren't you? <laughs> a ten. Ten. Yeah, You're stuck you standing there staring at the dagger. Damn it, D- Donnie, D- buddy. I like wave my hand in front of his eyes. He's like, glazed Ooh. over completely, looking at the thing. <laughs> hey, Laren, look at this. I pick up Donnie's hand. I just start hitting himself in the face with his own hands. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
So the one guy wanders over and he's like, oh, I see. Yeah, you got to be careful with these things. Look, we put a standard uh, standard warning on each of the tags uh, telling you don't touch them. They uh, have unpredictable results. Some of them, uh, like this right. guy, well, it's going to, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, a, uh, my buddy over there, he stood uh, looking at that thing when we found it. Uh, well, we didn't uh-huh. realize that, but he uh, he was there the whole night just staring right into the dagger. Still doesn't seem right, but, uh, well, you know, that's the price you pay when you work in this line of business, right? <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Uh, cool, grab, I like this guy. Grab your thing and yell right into Donnie's ears. Maybe it'll snap him out of it. Everyone, I close your the, ears. The guy stops you and says, please, the, no, wait, 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 wait. Please don't use that huh? thing in here. This is way too small of a space. You don't want to blow our eardrums out again. Come on. We're ready for it, but he's not. Look here. He takes a bag out of his, uh, out of like a side pouch, like a, 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 a like just a regular old rough like bag, and he puts it over the mm-hmm. head of Donnie and walks him away from the the dagger. And after a few moments, uh, Donnie, you snap out of it and realize where you are, and there's a bag over your head. <laughs> like, he puts the bag over his head, and we never see Donnie again. <laughs> He's just gone. Um, he black. I was actually going to grab. Yeah. I was actually going to grab my great axe and yell at Laren and just be like, no! And like yell at him. But that would affect everyone. Yeah, that's when I stop myself. Um, okay. Uh, Shopkeep, I want that dagger, but I don't want to touch it. Can we, like, well, wrap it up so that I don't actually have to physically touch it or look at it? Ah, uh, oh boy. Uh, let's see here. Okay, well, or would it, like, bleed thing- through the wrapping? Here's what we do know about this dagger. Uh, it obviously has a very strong. Uh, fascination aspect to it. We did not test it on anyone uh, as far as uh, what happens when you try to cut somebody or something with it. Sometimes we test them on animals. Sometimes we test them on uh, enemies, if there's any that come by and somebody can use it. But this thing is so fascinating that it's just too dangerous to let anybody have it. I don't want anybody standing there for, you know, two, three years just standing there staring off into the dagger, you know? Uh, it's really right. up to you. If, you th- if you, there's a way you could think where you could utilize this thing without being able to look at it, uh, by all means, take it off our hands. I'd be happy to get it out of here, honestly. Oh, I got an idea. I, yeah, I got a plan for this boy. Uh, and I can assure you, I, or hopefully my compatriots here, will not be, uh, bewitched by it ever again. Okay. So, do we know if it, like, like, if looking at it, like, on the bare blade, or, like, can you wrap it up and look at the, like, cloth around it and not be enchanted? Uh, well, no, the cloth seems to prevent some kind of transference or some fascination thing, so it seems like that's all right. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I would love to take that bad boy off your hands. All right. Uh, let me unstrap it for you. Why don't you hear Take this bag. He gives you a burlap sack, tiny burlap sack that'll fit just the dagger. Uh, and oh, right. you know, wait, uh, the tip, uh, is gonna rip right through that bag, so. <laughs> Haven't I heard that before, eh, guys? <laughs> nobody laughs. It's a condom joke. <laughs> yeah, nobody. nobody. I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, but he gives you the bag, he's like, the tip is gonna rip right through it, so just be careful, do not look at the blade, okay? Noted. Just stare at the pommel, uh, you know, keep your eyes, uh, staring at the pommel. Uh, that is probably the best way to uh, make sure that you're you're not affected by it. Oh boy! 
oh, I hope I never actually use it myself. Yeah, give us... I got, I got an idea. Give us the bag you put over Donnie's head, too, just in case we need it. <laughs> so, yeah, Donnie's still standing with the bag over his head because I haven't heard any differently. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just standing there, like, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. It smells like cinnamon in here. I love it. <laughs> uh, so you get uh, the you get the dagger off of the thing. It pops into the bag. You wrap it up, and it seems to be okay. You look at the cloth through the thing. It seems to pull you a tiny bit even through the through the cloth. I take the bag off yeah. my head. All right, and you're all fine. And you got the thing bagged up. You could put it in your uh, in your backpack or something. Okay. Yeah, I put it in. Uh, I think I got like a little adventurer's kit. I'll put it in there. And hide it away to make it look like I'm being super secretive. Um, that, listeners, might come back as a, a Chekhov's gun later <laughs> in the season. <laughs> Wink. If you mention an item, it will be brought up again. Yeah. Uh, and I'm done. I'm, I'm all set. Yeah, I'm going to look at I, I want to look at the items, I guess, like the regular items. Yeah, I'm with Donnie because we should stock up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there are some items, and there is about seven different items that are uh, including like some boots, there's a hat, there's uh there's a medallion, there's a couple there's actually like three different medallions or pendants. Uh there's a circlet, you know, um uh any potions? And there's an orb. Uh there are uh four different potions also. <gasps> oh, I got a stupidly cool idea. Everyone else go first though. Oh. Um, I guess I'm interested mainly in the potions and then second, uh, the pendants. What about you, Donnie? Uh, I'm just going to look, I'm looking at like the boots and, uh, the hat, I think are the two things I'm like looking at. All right. So the boots, uh, the boots, they have frost all over them. Like they were just left out in the, in a blizzard or something like that. And they're, very like heavy and clunky looking, uh, but they are um, like just have snow, just kind of like caked, frost and snow are like caked around them. And on the tag, uh, it says, uh, appears to give ability of some sort of frost attack. And then it hmm. says, may also have healing effect. Okay, I uh can I I'm going to examine them uh like completely with my arcana. All right, give it a roll. It didn't work out well last time. No, it did. The last time I did, I got I rolled a 23 on the the chest or whatever. That's right. No, I meant the dagger. You zoned out. Oh yeah, like yeah, I didn't even get a chance to pop this bad boy off. Uh how's a 19? Yeah. 19. Uh 19's pretty good. Uh you get the idea that there is some sort of thing that um It'll activate the spell uh, Ray of Frost uh, at first level. Uh, And you're not sure how many times it can do that. Uh, But then there's also some sort of healing ability. And uh, you're not exactly sure what that is, but it seems to be like a once per day kind of thing. Cool. I I take the boots and... I guess I, I want to look at the hat, too. What kind of hat is it? Does it have, like, a feather in it? Or, like... Like, what kind of hat is it? <laughs> Do we call you Yankee Doodle? Uh, the hat, it is a wizard's hat. And it's Ooh. dark. And it is... um, It has, like, kind of that traditional, like, old-timey wizard hat with moons and stars on it. 
Except oh, that's the moon, awesome. The moons and stars are uh, floating in a completely black void because when you look at the hat, there is nothing there. It just is like blackness behind those stars and moons. And when you touch the hat, if you touch one of the stars or moons, it kind of like rocks and spins almost as if it's suspended from a string. And if you push it, it seems like your hand can go all the way into the hat. That's so cool. Like from the side. And it's very, very strange. I'm going to look at that one, too. Void hat. Oh, God. It makes me nervous, though, every time I do one of these fucking rolls. <laughs> so, uh, the the descriptor on the on the tag says that uh, the hat seems to give some sort of bonus towards intelligence. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna examine it further. Arcana check. Yep. Oh boy, here we go. An eighteen. Oh, that's a good modifier. Yeah, I have a plus seven Arcana. That is good. So it appears that it not only gives you a bonus to your intelligence, but that there is some sort of strange ability of kind of like a bag of holding has a connection to another place that allows you to store infinite things inside of it. This hat also has that ability. We're going to kill another little girl. I'm so excited. Oh, no. I like I I take it I, like will it suck my goddamn head in though if I like put it on my head? No, there's no this isn't, this isn't in the in the skull and crossbones zone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like skull and it's basically zone. the sorting hat except like it looks cooler. It, oh my god! Kind of, but I mean, it's not. It doesn't talk. Yeah. It, it's gonna <laughs> and it, it has like Hufflepuff. A, like you know you can put your hand through inside of the hat. Like if you put you could reach all the way inside of it. And as you yeah. feel around inside the hat, uh, you feel like a cold stone floor. And um, you can feel, uh, with a little bit further investigation, maybe it's not a floor, but maybe a wall. You're not exactly sure. But it seems like you have the ability to move about in a space inside of the, like, make the make your arm move about inside of a space. And there's hooks and things hanging uh, inside of the space and that inside of there, there's nothing hanging from the hooks currently, but it's almost like you could take whatever you wanted and hang it up from these hooks and be able to have quick access to anything that you have, uh, hanging from any of these hooks. That's very cool. I'm very excited for this hat. And he's so like, yay, use two hands to do <laughs> and he, it too. So he puts it on like, woo, you could do that with, uh, with both hands, reach inside of that room and grab whatever you wanted. Oh, that's so fucking cool. I, <laughs> now, I know you're trying to set it up like a hat of holding, like where you get store stuff, but like all I'm hearing is like Dorian Gray's like sex dungeon, but in a hat. <laughs> Just like weird 50 shades of hat. Well, you could probably crawl inside of the hat if you wanted to. Donnie, never let Laren touch that thing. No, yeah, this is staying on me at all times. Uh, I. I like put it on. And I'm just like, yay! So you're fine with <laughs> so the hat happy. on, um, because the inside does not have that quality where it looks. What like is it made out of? Like, what's the material feel like? It the material uh, on your head is a very soft velvet type of thing. Oh, so and it's nice, like a dark red. Uh, but like any other time when you touch the hat, it's like. You know, the your fingers just go right inside of it, and then you can't really adjust it. 
So it's an odd, odd feeling. Yeah. And you feel your hands like hit those moons and stars and they kind of, you know, just bounce against your arms. Oh, that's uh, so cool. As you pop your arm inside of there. Dope. It's the coolest I think we're all set. Yeah, we got everything we wanted. Oh, well, actually, wait. Uh, oh, pendants yeah. and potions. I almost forgot about them. So uh, there are a couple medallions. Uh, there's one medallion that has uh, it has a sword, picture of a sword on it, and it's uh, kind of glows in a reddish gold kind of manner. It is obviously magical. Um, and it says, uh, allows you to somehow have better attack of some kind. Uh, it seems like a daily power type of thing. Uh, they're not sure. And then the next one, um, is a, a pure black amulet. And it has this kind of amorphous shape that just kind of keeps movement. And it says just question mark, question mark, question mark. It does not know what the hell it is. And then there's another one, uh, that has a, uh, it's a very small little pendant with a bird and a, the bird is holding a letter in its mouth. And that's obviously, uh, obviously magical as well. And then there is an orb, uh, too. And on the orb, it says that there, it's, it's like the orb has like dice inside of it. And, um, that the orb seems to involve, Somehow um, bettering your luck. Hmm. Orb and question mark I'm interested in. I'm just not sure which one I'm going to go with. Something that's definitely going to help me or something that's going to fuck me over. I think... I'm already leaning towards the orb. Yeah. If. Go for it. Then I'll take the amulet that's black. <laughs> All right. So... You guys want me to identify anything or no? Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah. You sure? Okay. We go. Uh, well... Yeah, I'll take the orb. And how big is it, like, for the me orb, as a dragon? Uh, well, for you, it's especially small. So it's it's kind of like a marble. It's not really very big at all. Uh, but you can hold it in your hand okay. and hide it so that no one else can see it. Would it be possible to go to that tannery mentioned earlier and have it embedded into that dragon skull on my back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm making everything magic. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is what I plan to do. I thought it was going to be bigger, and I would replace the brain of the dragon with the okay. orb. Well, you could do that, or you could you could use it as maybe, like, it's maybe about eyeball size. Oh, maybe, like, right in the dead center, like, in between the two there eyes. Yeah. Like, it's third That's eye. what I plan on doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I guess maybe I will do, like, a my own kind of arcana check and see if, if I know anything about this black amulet. Quick. All right. Crit fail! Never mind! I'm not good at Arcana. <laughs> Crit fail, you have no idea what it is. Uh, Alright, right, I do ask Donnie. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at hitting it now. Uh, that's uh, 22. That's pretty good. Okay, well, uh, you do know that there is another plane of existence uh, that is connected Shit. to your plane. You've read about it, you've, you've heard about it, you've had talks with people that have been there at certain points. Uh, there is some sort of plane called the Plane of the Abyss. And somehow you know that this medallion uh, is incredibly helpful if you were ever inside that plane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just like look at Laren. I was like, this suits you perfectly. 
<laughs> and just like, don't, just don't say anything else. And just, <laughs> it's not going to hurt you or harm you or like anything like that. Uh, unfortunately, we're not in the plane that it really works in, but if we go there sometime, it's going to help you. Fair enough. And I put it on. All right. Uh, Hey, you know what, fuck it, Donnie, give me a look on this orb. Oh, this is gonna be the one I fucking just completely just face face plan on. Yeah, you're gonna eat it. Nope, just kidding. Oh. 26. Super good. Damn. Uh, well, it looks like this orb has a very specific purpose. Uh, it is, um, looks like it was used as a thing for people to help cheat in games of chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it basically will let you win any card game, any dice game, any kind of thing that involves gambling. Uh, it has a huge help to any of those things. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I still plan on embedding it into the dragon skull once it's all cleaned up. Nice. Very cool, guys. I think we uh, yeah. are stocked. I don't really actually care about the potions, unless you guys do. Uh, I think I'm good. I <laughs> I think we're really good, and now I'm terrified of losing any of them. Well, I'm terrified of why we're so good and what we're going to need to be so good for. Exactly. What's well, harder than a chimera? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, we know it's going to get worse. Like, Oh, boy. Oh, uh, I guess, just because I saw this on my character sheet, I guess we'll stack up on food, too. Like, not anything crazy magical. Yep, just- and you guys can get, uh, you guys get all the food that you need. You get all of the standard equipment that you need you guys get all sorts of like yeah all sorts of stuff that's like your standard things like you guys could just write down rope you could write down metal spikes mirror like chalk like any of these things that you want make sure you yeah. you you fill up on all of that stuff and um also in addition you guys can have any of your standard equipment like boots regular boots or shirts or anything else that you need and cool. um you guys are fully stocked and ready to go. Hey everyone, Doug here, or as you know me, Laryngitis. Thanks for listening to this week's episode where our heroes discover that the enemy is upon them much sooner than they were expecting, as well as the map and pen that may turn the tide in this war. All geared up, what will they face next week? I want to thank the hosts this week. It was Mike, AJ, Bren, and myself. Cover art was done by Ian McAfee. Theme music was composed and assembled by Josh Stitt. Distribution is powered by the fine podcasting software at pinecast.com. You can leave a tip. You can leave feedback. Just click a link in the episode description. And if you're not already subscribed, please do so on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time.